Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of 20 and 20, a new rapid fire review podcast from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat, and I am your host. It is Thursday, November 5th, 2020, 10.36 a.m. I'm broadcasting to you from my basement in Chicago. It's been one hell of a week, a lot of anxiety, a lot of tension, crazy stuff going on, but you know the show must go on, so I am happy to be here. I hope you've enjoyed the first three episodes. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, In this show, I review 20 different things in 20 minutes. I spend one minute on everything. could be a new album, a new book, an old TV show, company that makes corduroy pants, whatever, and then we move on. So I'm going to actually get out my stopwatch right now, and we're going to get this show on the road. Okay, ready, set, go. I know something has been on everybody's mind this week. Everybody's been talking about it, and I, for one, am also going to talk about it today. That's right, the new special edition Thomas's English Muffins Banana Bread flavor. Thomas's makes exceptional English muffins. They make cinnamon raisin. You know all their favorites, the original. But this new one, Banana Bread, is a limited edition, special edition. It tastes a lot like banana bread. It's going to have that same texture of an English muffin, the nooks and the crannies. You put some butter in there, some margarine if you're vegan. Melts. It's delicious. But then you're going to get a little bit of that banana nut uh, finish, little flavor. I can't recommend it highly enough. My kids like them, but they've been, you know, happy to share, and I have been partaking in the English muffins as well. So shout out to Thomas's for uh, their delicious banana bread English muffins. Halloween was awesome this year. I don't know if you got a chance to go out there and trick or treat. People were nervous with COVID wave two uh, in full swing. How would Halloween go? And I am happy to report that it went really well in my neighborhood of Westtown in Chicago. People came up with really creative ways to hand out candy. A lot of PVC pipes, chutes. Um, I saw someone hang a dryer vent off their rooftop deck so that the candy just kind of rattled on through until it fell into your bucket. All of these were really cool. A lot of just tables with uh, bagged candy. Uh, for the taking, hand sanitizer. Most of the adults were masked. A lot of kids were. Most of the adults were. If you're an adult and you're out there, especially on Halloween, put a mask on. Nothing more frightening on Halloween than seeing an adult without a mask. Get a grip. Come on. Have you watched the news? All right. Speaking of Halloween, I always wondered, where did all of my really good candy go? I'm talking the Reese's Cups. I thought I came home with 20 Reese's Cups. Turns out, I have an idea as to where it went. I bet my mom and dad took it. I know this now because I am regularly dipping into the kids' Halloween candy, taking a piece here, a piece there. Sometimes I'm taking four or five pieces. I'm not going to lie. I'm talking Almond Joy, Reese's Cups, Hershey bars, Snickers if you're Kathy, and uh, the occasional Skittles, honestly. Alice got uh, a full-size Kit Kat bar and a full-size bag of peanut butter M&Ms. If she thinks that she is going to be eating that candy, she is sorely mistaken. She has probably a thousand pieces of candy. She is happy to get the other stuff, that crap like Swedish Fish. and I like Swedish Fish. I'm going to take that back. I meant uh, Sour Patch Kids. Anyway, moving on. 
Last Friday, I saw a drive-in concert from the band New Found Glory. New Found Glory is one of my favorite bands. They play pop punk. They've been around for 20-plus years. I got into them in the early 2000s. They're self-titled, Sticks and Stones, Catalyst. All of these records are formidable albums to me, especially growing up. And I am happy to report that even on a cold night in the middle of a pandemic, Newfound Glory brought the heat. They were exceptional. They played in the parking lot of the, I believe it's called Toyota Park in Bridgeview. And uh, I was able to hear them well. I could see because they had a nice jumbotron set up next to the stage. They have not lost a step. They're as tight as ever. Their set list was really dialed in. Lots of fan favorites. And then they... They picked out the best songs from their new records to play, too, and they fit seamlessly into the set list. So if you were a fan of Newfound Glory, uh, you you would have really enjoyed this. I hope more bands play drive-in shows in the near future. And you know what? I think it's here to stay as a format. It was like tailgating, but then you get the show at the same time. Really cool. This past Tuesday, we had a very big election in our country. And that night was just gruesome. It looked really bad from the outset because those Republican votes started coming in for Donald Trump and a lot of the absentee, the mail-in votes, the early voting went for Biden. So it was looking like a repeat of 2016 on Tuesday night. Now, we know now that that's probably not the case. It seems like Biden will become president, but now there's this whole problem in terms of, like, Trump not, you know, conceding, and it's going to be a mess. Not something the country needs. It's been really ugly to watch, so I'm just hoping that works out well. I hope you had an okay time this week and you're not grieving too much. Uh, one thing I do want to say is that CNN let us watch their network for free without a cable password on Tuesday. That was really cool. And uh, now I'm going to bite the hand that feeds me because their coverage is so hyper, so macho. It was a little painful to watch. Now, it was better than CBS's. They were a little sleepy, but they had so many screens on CNN. They were walking from screen to screen, zooming in, zooming out, clicking this, clicking that. The guys who were, it was Wolf Blitzer and some other dude, just seemed like genuinely pumped to be on the air, which is good, but like it did it didn't seem like there was a lot of gravity in their performance. And I, I felt that that was missed, and I felt that there was a lot of context that was missed as well. They kept talking about the swing in the numbers in Arizona, but they didn't really do a thorough job in explaining why Arizona had swung blue, why Donald Trump wasn't able, or um, Joe Biden wasn't able to take Texas like he thought he might be able to. I want some explanation as to why. I want more context. CNN, uh, it was described to me by my friend John, is like they do politics like the NFL does football, and I think that was really astute, good observation. On Tuesday night, we ordered three extra large pizza pies from Tortorisi's on Grand Avenue, and I got to give a special shout out to Tortorisi's. They are my favorite uh, pizza place in our delivery zone. They deliver, they're super fast, they'll like get you with a pizza in 20, 30 minutes. If you go pick it up, it's even faster. Always really friendly when you go in and get a pizza from them. And the taste, the flavor of their pizza is second to none. I think they do thin crust better than anybody or just as good as anybody in Chicago, and that's saying a lot. Cheese is really good. All the toppings are fresh and delicious. Tortorisi's, I know they got a couple locations in the Chicagoland area. If you got one by you, 
don't uh, don't pass them up. Give them a chance. I think you'll enjoy it. Another thing keeping me sane this week was Mad Men Instagram. I'm not talking about watching the show Mad Men, although I like to do that too. Uh, I actually haven't watched Mad Men, uh, an episode of Mad Men, in quite some time. But I do follow three or four fan accounts on Instagram. And these are pretty consistently a source of joy and a source of like ease and comfort to me. Especially when things are getting weird out there in the world. You'll see a screen cap of Betty uh, shooting a bird with his with her BB gun, and you just like it makes you feel warm inside, remembering a show you love so much. And and they'll always pick out uh, screen caps that are relevant to the day. So like you know the episode uh, in which Nixon and Kennedy do battle for the presidency. A lot of those screen caps on Tuesday, and it's just a great way to like take your mind off of how horrific the world is um, at times. What was I wearing on Tuesday? You're probably wondering. I can tell you what I was wearing. I was wearing a pair of jeans by the company Freenote Cloth. Freenote, as they are known, uh, gets sold at a store in Chicago called Mild Blend. That's on Milwaukee Avenue, and they do an awesome job stocking... Um, Lesser-known denim companies like Freenote, like Naked and Famous. They got companies from Japan like Ironheart, Momotaro. And uh, if you're looking for an upscale, higher-end pair of jeans that uh, is higher-performing, better materials, ethically made, made in Japan, United States, or Canada, Mild Blend is the place to go. And if you pick up something from Freenote from Mild Blend or online at Freenote's website, I think you will be pleasantly surprised exceptional pair of jeans. I gave them a wash for the first time. They turned out magnificently. I love putting them on. Great feeling texture of those jeans. Free note cloth from San Capistrano, California. You cannot go wrong. Check them out. One thing I did just now, about an hour ago, is I created a LinkedIn page. I created a LinkedIn page. I'm not proud of it, but I had to do it. I was applying to a job that needed a LinkedIn page to apply. And I said, you know what? Maybe it is time. I've been looking for a job for a long time. What Couldn't hurt, right? LinkedIn is the, um, the most vanilla, most dull social media platform in the game. But I did have a good time tricking out my profile as much as I could. I do hope I get the job. I've had a LinkedIn before, but my dad contacted me on LinkedIn through LinkedIn direct messaging, told me that my profile picture was not professional. I think he was right. I looked like a scumbag in it. And uh, and instead of getting a new profile picture, I just took the whole profile down. And it's been fine until now. But I'm back on LinkedIn. So if you want to hit me up there, I guess go right ahead. I'll say yes. We'll be friends. But yeah, LinkedIn. Ooh, I'm seeing a lot of Subaru Forester sports on the road lately. And I am not feeling them. If you know anything about me, you know that I rep Subaru hard. I've driven two Subarus at this point. I've had an Outback. I have an old Forester at this point. And I think they make some of the best cars in the whole world. They're dependable. They look good. They got a lot of nice bells and whistles. At the price point, I think they're uh, probably the best value you can do. Uh, But this new Forester Sport is just gruesome looking. Like, I'm sure it's a blast to drive. I think the motor is probably a little bit more powerful than the standard Subaru Forester. But to me, the aesthetics of this car are just so off with that red trim. 
that red is a, just a bad red. They could have gone with something a little shinier, a little bit more deep. They went with this chintzy red. doesn't look good. So I'm giving a thumbs down to the Subaru Forester Sport. I recommend just going with the standard Forester. Going the Outback, or you know what? They got that new big SUV. Now the Ascent. I'm a little bit jealous of anyone who has one of those. Looks pretty badass. Another thumbs down goes to a font that I am calling Etsy Calligraphy. You know this font. I know this font. If you get like a save the date for a wedding, if you get a invitation to a baby shower, some other um, precious document, it's probably going to have some of this Etsy calligraphy on it. It's swooping. It looks like it was done with brush strokes. But you know, at this point, it was probably just done with a word processor. It's trash. It's so quaint and dumb looking. And it's played out. It might have looked good five years ago, but at this point, this font style is no good. Yeah, it's got to go. Etsy, calligraphy, thumbs down, C+, maybe, maybe even just a regular C. This is an average font that is overstated. It's welcome. Choose something else. Now we're going to talk about another Etsy page that is crushing it, as opposed to these Etsy calligraphy pages. No, the Rusty Roof. This is a company that makes frames. They'll custom make you a frame. You pick a size, you pick the wood, and you pick the finish. And I'm looking at my, what they call a gallery wall. My wife uses this term a lot, gallery wall. New to me, but we have a gallery wall. It's a bunch of frames with pictures. And I've got three or four of these rusted roof uh, frames on our wall. They're all the best ones we have. They're our best frames. And they use really nice quality materials. The finishing that they do is what really sets them apart. They have a weathered, textured, um, old-fashioned sort of look. Uh, and it, it just looks it just looks really snazzy and really sharp. And the price point's right. So go on Etsy, look for the rusty roof. Uh, tell them New Experimental Hours Podcast Network sent you, and maybe they'll give you a discount. No, I no no no. Pay full price for their frames. They're worth it. Uh, trust me. When I am. Uh, sitting down to read these days, I'm picking up a book by a man named David Camp. His book, Sunny Days, is about the conception and the creation of Sesame Street and other educational programming in the United States in the late 60s, early 70s. You get to learn about how Jim Henson came on board. You get to learn about the executives and creatives who created the show, how they researched the show, how they created relationships within PBS. You get to learn about Mr. Rogers, who's been really in vogue in the last couple years. You get to learn about all of this. It's entertaining. It's a little bit tense even. It's got like the plotting is really, really smooth and really fast and and uh, makes you appreciate Sesame Street even more, which I, how could you possibly underrate Sesame Street? Well, you'll like it even more. It's a great show. And this book, Sunny Days by David Camp, out now on Simon & Schuster is is really good. Check it out. When I uh, read, sometimes I put on music. You're going to be shocked to hear it, but I put on music. And one album that came out recently by Sufjan Stevens called The Ascension is pretty solid. I'm not going to give it a glowing review. I'm going to give it a um, I'm going to give it a warm review. I'm, I really like putting this record on. It's great background music. I have not paid close attention yet to the lyrics, and Sufjan is an exceptional lyricist. We all know this. Illinois, Carrie and Lowell, these are great records, some of my all-time favorites. This one is not quite on that level, I can already tell, but I think it's worthy of your um, 
of your attention. A new album from Sufjan is always a big event. I feel like it's getting swallowed up a little bit in the news cycle. Go back to that record. It came out about a month ago. I think there's a lot to digest and um, pretty pretty solid uh, release from Sufjan Stevens. The Ascension is the new LP. Okay, so I talked about cooking just then. Sometimes, I admit, I get pre-ground spices, but sometimes I'll bust out the whole cumin, the coriander seeds, and I will grind them myself with my mortar and pestle. I have a mortar and pestle that's made of wood. It is very cathartic to grind your own spices. I'm telling you, if you have a recipe that calls for cumin, don't just get the ground stuff. Buy that whole cumin, grind it up yourself, really dig in, get those muscles working. The quality or, or the taste is better. I, it might be a placebo effect. I am completely aware of that. But I think there's something to it. Grind your own spices. Do the full process. You'll feel like you uh, you feel like you're going the, the whole the whole nine yard the whole nine yards nine yards people grinding your own spices. Get a mortar and pestle. My favorite hat company in the whole world is Ebbets Field Flannels. Ebbets makes retro hats out of wool, satin, cotton, and other materials. They've got an old school vibe to them. It looks like something that might have been worn uh, at that time. So if you're going to get a, a minor league team that played in the 1950s, you're going to get that soft brim. You're going to get a wool crown and a satin under the brim. And the execution is just so great. This is a hat you can cherish. You wear it every day. It takes a licking and it keeps on ticking. You feel me? The colors and the designs are really good. They mine baseball, football, NHL uh, history, and they just it, the respect they have for the sport and for the aesthetics and the uniforms. Uh, it just cannot be um, cannot be overstated. Ebbets Field also makes great T-shirts. They're known for their jerseys, their jackets. They're out of Seattle. One of my favorite clothing companies. Period. So if you're in the uh, market for a made in the USA hat or shirt or whatever. Look no further than Abbott's. Maybe I've been doing this today on the podcast. I'm not sure. But when I got into my MFA program, I noticed people started saying sort of, kind of a lot to qualify different statements they were making. So here's an example. You know, this is a sort of the, uh, this is just kind of a great podcast. It's sort of, it's about sort of records and it's kind of interesting and it's about sort of like fashion too. You could talk in such a more direct way. Cut out the sort of, cut out the kind of, just say what you mean to say. I, I understand you want to soften the blow of your words. You want people to take you seriously, but you don't want to come across as, you know, too opinionated. I think it's fine. Just say what you mean to say. Get those superfluous phrases out of here and you will be just fine. I heard someone doing it on the radio the other day, and it bugged me to no end. Okay, I'm going to sort of move on here, and <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is I skipped looking at Twitter this election. I didn't even open Twitter that whole day, all of Tuesday. Didn't open it, because here's what I figured I would find. I figured I would find a lot of people uh, hysterical, a lot of people angry. Rightfully so, but angry. Um, maybe a little ironic in a way that I did not. Uh, I don't. I don't find it helpful. 
I, I skipped Twitter. I skipped the sardonic takes. I skipped the fatalism. I watched good old-fashioned CNN, which sucked too, but you know, at least I didn't drag myself down into the depths of Twitter. There is a place for Twitter. I love Twitter, but it was not on election night. And now going back a couple days later, I can't even find those tweets. It's, the timeline is such a jumble. So much content has been created, and I'm, I'm happy I missed it. I think in the future when big events pop up like this, I'm going to sit out uh, Twitter. I'm increasingly becoming disengaged from that platform. I wish I could do the same for Instagram. Uh, one thing at a time, though, right? Last but not least, on Halloween, I took a bunch of pictures of the kids trick-or-treating. And I didn't take ordinary iPhone pictures. I mean, I took those too, but I used my instant camera to take a lot of pictures. And it was so much more fun than snapping a picture on an iPhone. You got to believe me. You get uh, an instant camera. I use a brand called Lomo or Lomography. Uh, Polaroid makes some. I'm sure Kodak makes some various other companies. The Lomography ones are really nice. They're a little bit more expensive, probably between 100 and 200 bucks, I think. And the film is definitely expensive, like $20 for 10 exposures. So you're looking at a pretty hefty entrance price. But to take a picture and have a print like a few minutes later, it's really cool. And if you have kids, they will love taking pictures with your instant camera. If they have friends, they'll want to come over and take pictures. They get such a kick out of the whole process. It's unlike anything they've seen. Imagine these kids have grown up in a fully digital camera world to bring that analog photography to them is really something special so if you're in the uh, market for a gift for a new parent you should look at an instant camera as well i've given instant cameras to new parents a lot and i i think they appreciate it i hope they do um, i know i really liked having one as a new dad so uh, that's it for today thank you for joining me on this episode of 20 and 20 a new rapid fire podcast from the new experimental hours podcast network hopefully by this time next week we'll have a president we won't have like a uh, a war over uh votes that are you know supposedly fraudulent and we can all get on with our lives and hopefully make this country a little bit of a better place instead of the uh the writhing shithole that we have now uh anyway i've been in your uh speakers for too long so i'm gonna peace out have a good week everyone take care